This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, we are here to talk sports and sports gambling. It's the Odds Couple, presented as always by PropSwap. We'll recap yesterday or last night's Bears game. We got a full slate of action uh, in the National Football League. Some very interesting college matchups. The NBA Finals could end tonight. There's so much to talk about, Mike, but we start first and foremost with the news that we are back, and you specifically are back. A monster week last week. It's the start of the comeback train. I can feel it, Mike. Oh, well, you know what? It's the start. That doesn't mean that it can't go off the rails, but I feel more confident. Three and one last week. You were one and one, Carmen. You had a bad break on uh, the New England game. You would have never taken that game. That happened to me a couple times last year when somebody would pull a plane before the game. Another guy wasn't feeling well. And with this COVID situation, I would hope that when – we make our picks on Friday night. When Sunday comes around and you realize that one of us takes a team like New England and it was Friday night and it wasn't announced till Saturday, okay, I would hope you understand that Carmen made that pick with the full understanding that Cam Newton was going to be absolutely there. And it didn't happen, but that's okay. We'll get a break the other way when somebody we're playing doesn't have a guy uh, going. But, I mean, yeah, I had a parade down 47 for, for my one winning week, and I had the convertible. You know, I, I was going to go with the bubble top, uh, you know, but there were no high buildings around, so I just decided to keep going. And it was great. We had a good time, and I slept better. Now, absolutely. We all yep. felt better after last yep. week. It was yep. good. Um, and we're going to give you our best plays again a little bit later on. Mike's right about just sort of the timing of things in this yep. COVID year. I mean, we, we didn't, like Mike said, find out about Cam until Saturday. It's uh, you, over. You we never already... make that bet with uh, Brian Hoyer or with Jared Stidham playing, obviously. And they so. did adjust it from, they went up, I think it was 10 and a half. It went all the way out to 10 and a half, yeah. And, you know, they... look, New England still for a big stretch of that game hung tough. They didn't, I mean... Mike, they got on a plane last Monday morning right. at seven thirty to fly to play a game. You you never heard of anything like that, and no. they still kept it competitive. But eventually, uh, you know, your luck's going to run out when you've got uh, bad quarterback play, especially when they start turning the ball over, when they're making boneheaded decisions, when you've got uh, points that are should be going on the board like they did at the end of the first half. And Brian Hoyer didn't know the situation; yeah. he didn't know what down it was. They were out of timeout, so it was Brian a big mess. Hoyer stinks. Yeah, Brian Hoyer shouldn't be in the league. Brian Hoyer shouldn't have started that game the other guy i thought should have started he was the heir apparent last year right brian hoyer comes in he's just he's he's about two steps away from playing touch football at lakeshore park yeah okay off lakeshore drive folks the bar league that's what he's 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 horrible and you know what that's just the way it goes but i'll tell you the grass is greener on the other side till you get to the other side and that would be tom brady i mean you know it's okay for me to forget how many downs there are i'm at home right can you believe that? That's the lasting image of last night's Bears game. And right? they're trying I mean, to cover for the guy. I know, and it's uh, not. It's it's it's. Cr- I mean, it was plain as day. I mean, Tom Brady lost track yep. of the situation. It's like an outfielder losing track of the outs, Mike. I mean, right. And I guess it. I, I guess you could say it happens, but I, I I don't know that. 
I've ever seen a quarterback of Tom Brady's ilk make a mental Listen, mistake like that. When you get to be my age, sometimes you think you can't find your phone until you realize you're talking to somebody <laughs> on it, okay? All right, I understand that. Tom Brady's supposed to be above all this. That is the last thing you'd expect from a guy that's made 40-some comeback victories, but... I'm going to tell everybody this. Gronkowski doesn't look like he no. did. Brady uh, has uh, a numerous faults. I, I, I got to believe, I mean, New England, he'd still be there if he wanted to. Uh, it, it just looks to me he's going to have to find more. They didn't have the training camp. We're hearing that with Nick, too. But congratulations. I took the game. Uh, I took a money line play on the Bears, but I also took the over. I won mm-hmm. a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. I predicted the score would be 26-24 Bears. And uh, Nick Foles came through when he had to come through, and that's all you could ask Yeah, about. as bad as the start was, you're right. I oh. mean, he was pretty oh, good. Oh, was that horrible? It was horrible. You know, and it was not a work of art last night, but it it is a win. Uh, I also predicted a Bears win on the show yep. yesterday. We should have won by 10. I mean, really, the... He it, missed Mooney wide open. Wide open. I mean, I mean, I could have thrown that, okay? And, and then gone have a sandwich and watch him run the rest of the way. Come on. If the Bears are to be taken seriously at all, and, and yeah. I don't think they're a particularly good 4-1 team, but Ooh. if they're to be taken seriously at all, uh, last night was a game that they absolutely ha- should have won. You, you nailed it with Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski has got to be thinking, what did I do? Yeah. Uh, why am I not on my boat partying 69 and everything I else? I mean, he, he's got to be thinking, what he did, he can barely walk, let alone play football. What's the name of his boat? I don't know. Who the hell knows? Probably Mike's, 69. But. Yeah, Mike's four and a half. <laughs> uh, but that's beside the point. It t- I mean, Mike Evans could barely walk, Mike. I mean, like they that that Bucks team is so beat up offensively right now, playing on the short week, having to travel. The Bears had to win that game, and, and they did. It wasn't pretty, but they had to win. Yeah. And I like how Matt came back. Robert Quinn was still sending search parties out for him, but Fuller's a hell, hell of a quarterback. I thought the secondary played well. You're playing one of the best corners in football. I mean, quarterbacks in football. I was very pleased with what they did. I don't care who starts. I just want whoever starts at quarterback to, to do the job. He did the job. He's starting next week. It's good that we got a little bit uh, of stuff established. There's an old saying, you know, you know, if, if you start – playing the quarterback carousel going back and forth mm-hmm. you're in trouble yep. and hopefully you know Foles can stay in there next I mean uh, Trubisky's gonna learn and and we'll see what happens down the line I don't think he'll play the whole schedule maybe he'll, he'll have a bad week or maybe he'll pull up lame in a game or two and I think you'll see Trubisky again maybe in mop-up time but Nick Foles established himself last night by his comeback the Bears in week six a week from Sunday will go to the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. we'll talk about Carolina's game in Atlanta in a minute the look-ahead line has the Bears as an underdog, a 4-1 and team right now. Mm-hmm. The look-ahead line has the 2-2 two and two Carolina Panthers as about a 2.5-point favorite. It just goes to show you what I think yep. the betting public uh, and what Vegas thinks about the Bears' 4-1 and one record right now. I don't think they're that impressed, to be honest, Mike. Well, here's what they think about the 4-1 and one record. Uh, they cashed in last night with the Bears. It was a public uh, domination of, uh, of sorts by Las Vegas as uh, most of the money was put down on Tampa Bay. How do you not? 
uh, the money line, of course. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, maybe he'll win by two. Maybe he'll win by one. But he won't lose to the Chicago Bears, will he? I saw some good things happen last night. Montgomery, I'm trying to decide whether he doesn't have the blocking or yeah. whether he's a bust or whether he's both. Uh, hmm. Because I got to see some more out of him. But uh, all in all, Nagy had a good game. His His career... If they lose that game bad last night or they oh. lose, we're talking a different ball game Absolutely. today. There's no you doubt know. about it, Mike. Yep. Absolutely. Now, uh, those Panthers that the Bears will face next week, I mentioned they play a division mm-hmm. game on the road in Atlanta on Sunday. The Panthers uh, at 2-2 two and two against an 0-4 Falcons team. Still a little bit of a, an underdog here, about two points, one and a half points maybe. But Teddy Bridgewater is a money-making machine in this league as an underdog. He's 17-4 and four against mm-hmm. the spread as a dog. He's won 11 of those 21 games outright. And, you know, those Carolina Panthers are feisty right now. It's a 2-2 two and two team that is playing with some spirit, uh, thanks to Matt Rule. And the offense has been surprisingly efficient this year, Mike. Is there a team with as bad a record that might be pretty good than Atlanta? I mean, if you see of the games I'll give that you they've one. blown. I'll give you one. Okay. I- Houston at 0-4 is probably better. They've had the toughest schedule, uh, the toughest start through four weeks of any team in the NFL, uh, the four teams they've had to play. Uh, Bill O'Brien's gone, of course, now. The, the one team I'd say to you, because I, I I think the quarterback is special, uh, even without uh, Deshaun, uh, mm-hmm. even without uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, that was oh, dumb. It was dumb. It was. That was the dumbest thing you could do, get rid of a great grade-A receiver, a top-three receiver, when you got a studded quarterback. That team, I think, is better than 0-4, i got to be honest. All right, let me ask you about Atlanta. They blew the game against Dallas, but they had that game. Yep. They blew the game against the Bears. They okay. did. We can't, they can't close. Uh, but I'm shading Atlanta minus the two, maybe. Yeah. And Rule's been a surprise to me, better than I thought at Carolina. Bridgewater's yeah. a winner. But, I mean, once again, Atlanta's favored. I know. And this, is, this is the type of game that might be a trap where people go, how can they still be doing that? I'm yeah. taking Carolina. Yeah. I would stay away from this game, but I would probably lean a little bit towards Atlanta. All right. Mike and I have a ton of uh, games to talk about here. We've got some really interesting matchups as we work our way through week five in the NFL. We'll talk about a lot of games on the board. Some great college matchups, too. you got Red River uh, rivalry this weekend. Notre mm-hmm. Dame for the first time in a, a few weeks here because of COVID in a bye week. Back in action for the first time in three weeks, uh, hosting FSU. You Ooh. think about some of those great matchups in the Well, 90s. those used to be some wild oh, ones. Oh, my God. How about it, Mike? Yep. Those used to Bowden versus Holtz. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That's when it was an attraction. You know, I mean, seriously, Florida State can't find their way. No, not right now they can't. And Notre yeah, we'll Dame, you got it. Brian Kelly, the red nose Brian Kelly. I love him when he's got his red nose. Uh, you know, looks like he, <laughs> he looks like looks a little WC Fieldish, if you will, on, on when the red nose is going around November. But he's been a good coach for them. I can't believe it's already been ten years. But that used to be a vicious rivalry along with Miami and Notre Dame. And it's uh, it's it's out of whack. I mean, because yeah. like you said, FSU is trying to find itself. Notre Dame yeah. is a three touchdown favorite. So Ooh. we'll talk about. About all that, uh, could the NBA Finals end tonight? We're going to take you to that game when we're done. When do they start? When do the finals start? Very what? funny. Oh, are you, I thought, are you, may, are you being facetious, or do you mean what time does it tip off? Oh, no, I was asking <laughs> when the finals start. Oh, I'm sorry. You're unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, the viewership's only down about, oh, never mind. Baseball, too? I mean, you've seen some of the baseball numbers. Are, other than the Yankees series, the baseball numbers have been terrible. Well, so you know far. what? I, I understand, it, and a lot of the big market teams aren't in, the Bostons, the Chicago's. I, can you imagine? I think viewership would have been better if the Cubs are 
Sox That's had been true. in it. You got the number two market there. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers are on. Let me just say, when the Dodgers start their games, I've already been snoring for an hour and a half, it's all hard. right? I know, Come right? on. I mean, it's, it's late. Come on. All right, our buddy Luke Pergandy. Oh, he's going to join us coming oh, up next no. from Rob Swap. <laughs> ah, no. Jimmy Miller had another winner Jimmy! last week. Another one. The guy is a machine. It's almost like he knows who's going to win. I know, right? He Crazy. knows his horses. Yeah. Jimmy Miller will give us some horses uh, coming up in about 30 minutes or so. Don't go anywhere, folks. We've got a lot to do. We're rolling along, getting you set for the weekend. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're the odds couple coming right back. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. Make sure you follow us and hit us up on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco, and uh, our next guest who joins us each and every Friday night is at Luke Pergandy on Twitter. Yes, he is one of the founders of PropSwap. Founder, Oh, God, I got, you got to love it. He's a founder. I'm buying and selling on PropSwap. Everybody should be. Uh, Luke joins us to talk about what's hot at PropSwap. Luke, how are you, buddy? What's up, Luke? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. well. We're doing well. The Bears are 4-1. Uh, Mike and I were just saying that, uh, you know, you, you look at the look ahead for next week, they'll be going on the road to Carolina. They're a, a small f- uh, underdog uh, going to a 2-2 two two Carolina team. We'll see what the car- uh, the uh, Panthers, excuse me, do this weekend in Atlanta. But uh, it's interesting. We discussed last week how Vegas isn't really buying the Bears yet. Like, they haven't totally adjusted the odds, but... Um, you had told us that still there's some action on the website now where there are some 60 to one bears tickets selling. And you got to imagine those odds are going to continue to creep down. If the bears uh, can stretch their legs a little bit more uh, at four and one. Now we'll see what they do in the next couple of weeks, but those odds are bound to continue to come down. Aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, during the games, props off is the only place in the country to bet futures. So, you know, who knows what the odds were going to be once they won that game last night. Um, they have now opened up this morning. I see them at 35 to 1, tops 40 to 1. Um, and we were selling tickets on them in the middle of the game last night at 60 to 1. So all of those guys are, are now in the money. Um, yeah, I do think we'll, we'll beat Carolina. Um, but the Bears are a very much a live team. Like, this is a, an NFC team where. In my opinion, that they've made the correct decision to go with Foles at quarterback. He throws a great deep ball. That that play to Jimmy Graham. I mean, what a what a play by both guys. Excellent throw and, and probably even better catch by Jimmy Graham. I mean, this this team is, is very much alive in the NFC playoff race. Let's talk about uh, some teams that people may be holding on to their tickets for that basically may be struggling, but they feel they're going to come back. i got to imagine San Francisco, even though they've had injury problems, is one of the teams they're holding on to. And would I be wrong in saying that, uh, you know, maybe there's some stubbornness uh, on on the fact of Arizona folks uh, maybe letting their tickets go? Are those two of the tickets that people are hanging on to right now and not panicking with? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I was literally talking about the Niners this morning. They're a tough team to, to figure out. Um, you know, really, really difficult division. You got the Cardinals, you got the Seahawks, you know, the Rams look pretty good. Um, I, I agree that I would probably be selling my Niners ticket. I'm not a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan to begin with, mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm not even sure how much of a boost he'll give you. I thought C.J. Beathard actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, the uh, forgetting the prior guy's name who looked Nick terrible. Mullins. Uh, Nick Mullins. Mullins. Nick Mullins looked terrible. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably selling the Niners. You know, we, people always ask me a prop stuff like what ticket they're selling for a profit. You know, the Bears are a nice example. The Rams are a good example, but what tickets can be sold for a loss? I would probably say the Niners. I would probably take my take my losses on the Niners at this point. Too. I mean, that division is so tough, too. I think you're right, guys. I mean, you know, and, and Kyler Murray and the Cardinals have struggled a little, but look at the start that the Seahawks are off to. I don't think they're going anywhere. How about uh, Cleveland? Sure. How about Cleveland? Are you selling Cleveland? Or are you buy, but they that's, buy a, that's a good que- that's a good question. What about I the got Browns? a couple of them for once in my life. Well, that's a good question. Like the yeah. like, are should we be buying the Browns right yeah. now, Luke? Yeah, yeah. I I would be a buyer of the Browns at at forty to one odds. Um, nice. You know, Odell Beckham had his best game in a Cleveland uniform. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, I mean, he looked he looked like the the New York Giants Odell Beckham, just unstoppable out there. So if you can get him going. I, I do not downgrade them because of the loss of Nick Chubb. I think Kareem Hunt is an extremely affordable, mm-hmm. uh, formidable replacement. I think he's faster. I think mm-hmm. he can catch the ball better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I yeah, I do not downgrade the Browns just because they lost Nick Chubb. I was on the site earlier. PropSwap.com is the place. I mean, you, you, you there are parlay tickets up uh, for sale too, right, Luke? Yeah, so this guy this is the best ticket we have up there for sure. Darren Ravel has been talking about it nonstop. This guy bet the uh, – uh, Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, the Braves to win the NL East, the Seattle Storm to win the WNBA championship, and now all he needs is the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Wow. The original bet amount was for $400. It collects $171,000 if the Chiefs, who are obviously the perennial favorite, win this thing. Um, so he has it up. I, we got a bid last night of $35,000. He's looking for 40, which is a little bit above market. Um, however, asking, you know, rivers casino or local bookie to take a $40,000 bet on the chiefs to win the Super Bowl, Like not many casinos are going to accept that. Mm -hmm. Um, so therefore the buyer might pay a little bit higher on props off because, you know, we'll obviously take that action. Um, so it's it's an extremely interesting ticket, oh to say the least. God, that... Well, the guy deserves to win because he brought he he bet the Seattle Storm. I never even heard of him. Well, I mean, so really, he's, he's got three legs of it down, guys. Yeah. And think about it. and as hard as it is to repeat in this league uh, in the NFL. I mean, uh, you know, if anybody can do it, it's Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? Like that is fun- that that is that it's incredible. And, yeah, he's, uh, he's in an excellent position. Oh um, you know, I think if I can sell anything at going into week five at odds of plus 330, you know, that's that's a pretty darn good deal wow, so um, cool. for the seller, in my opinion. Like, yeah, there's some injury risk there. Like, God forbid, Patrick yeah. Mahomes goes down. Like, sure. that ticket is, is pretty much worthless. Right. Um, you know, perhaps if uh, – if Edwards Alaire goes down or Kelsey, like that's that's a huge downgrade um, to that ticket. And you know, obviously the Ravens have looked excellent. The, the AFC East, as we talked about, the Browns can make a nice run here. So if I could sell my ticket at odds of plus three thirty, mm. you know, we're, we're not even at the halfway point in the season. That's 
it's an interesting proposition to man. Great stuff. Have a, a wonderful weekend. As always, Take Luke, care, we'll Luke. talk to you next Friday. Oh, Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. See you, Luke. There he is. Oh, Luke Pergandy. Founder Luke. PropSwap.com. And that's, uh, like he said, pay attention during the games because that's where you can really see the odds start to fluctuate. Yeah. And Injury. Tickets are sold, yeah. That's why you want to sell it. Yeah, because well, that, yeah. I've seen them all go down. When you thought you were rolling, I don't care who it was. I saw Joe Namath go down. Yep. Seen them all go down at one point or the other. Now, in this day and age, you got a shot of maybe your quarterback lasting the whole time because of the rules. Yep. But, man, if Mahomes goes down, that's the one guy in all of the league that if he goes down, it hurts the league, and his team is finished. Yeah, he'd be screwed. There's no doubt. Yeah. You brought up the Browns. Good point. Let's touch on uh, yep. Colts-Browns, Mike. Um, you know, I, Bears fans saw the Colts firsthand yeah. last week. That defense looks ferocious and for real. Darius Leonard left the Bears game. He's questionable for this weekend, and that does make a difference. But uh, this is an interesting matchup. Strength on strength here. We know how good that rush defense is for Indianapolis. The Browns are, like, doing it old school here. They've kind of simplified things after that opening week loss. They've made it a little bit easier for Baker Mayfield. They're running the hell out of the ball. They've averaged 37 rush attempts the last three weeks, Mike, and they're gaining 6.1 yards per attempt. They are the best rushing offense in football through the first four weeks. They've got three straight wins, albeit against the Bengals, Washington, and the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that the Nick Chubb injury kills them either because they've got capable backups. The Browns are sort of intriguing all of a sudden. Can I tell you a little story? I'm going to whisper something to everybody. I would start Kareem Hunt instead of Nick Chubb. Chubb's been good, though. you got to admit. He's been great, but you didn't lose anything. I watched Kareem Hunt after Chubb went down. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the third string. He's a laser beam. The third string kid had like 95 yards rushing. I mean, it's, you know, they're just, they're they're manhandling people. Luke was right. Kareem Hunt can do more things. Yeah. I mean, as far as catching the ball yeah. out of the backfield, That's true. if you needed him to return a kick, he could do that or punt. The guy's a running back. So, I mean, they it's like they planned well. I love Nick Chubb. I love them better than Gurley at Georgia. Was he at Georgia? I think yeah, he Georgia. Nick Chubb is Georgia. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved him. And and after Gurley left, I, I, I mean, I said, well, Wait a minute. Yeah. This guy's is good. He's good. So they those those are that's an inter Cleveland is an interesting game. I stayed away from it only because I shade Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And it's it and, 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 and to be honest with you, it would be easy for me to take them in a picket game. Yeah. And uh, Indianapolis, I mean uh, Philip Rivers is still good, but what did I tell everybody? He'll throw it up for you, too, if you need it. He will. You're right. And look, the, the, the Browns are doing a couple things well right now. Rushing the ball like we talked yep. about. And the Browns actually lead the NFL in takeaways. They've got 10 of them. So if Rivers, and they got a great leader at quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've never so. been a big Baker fan, but i got to admit, I mean, he's got, he's got kind oh, of... Oh, you don't have to like his swag or that, anything. Well, I almost do like... I don't think he's a great player, but I, I think you're right about... Some of his leadership he qualities. He makes me believe they're yeah, going to win if he, they got a shot. He does have some of that swag. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I'm saying it, but yeah, the Browns are a little interesting, and, and I kind of view them like the Bears. I never like laying points with Cleveland, but if I'm taking them and they're mm-hmm. at home, I think it's always kind of intriguing. we got so much more to talk about, more in the NFL and more NCAA action. We're going to do it when we come back next. Don't go anywhere. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're rolling along on the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. 
Back inside the odds couple. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We're presented by Prop Swap. It is week five in the National Football League. It starts with the Bears' victory last night. It's uh, another wild weekend. I uh, got another doubleheader on Monday. A game on Tuesday because of COVID, but isn't just, it awesome? We just roll with it, right, Mike? You deal with it's it. It's awesome. Rolling. I know we're going to be watching an NFL game on Tuesday. Can you imagine? I mean, I got to be honest. For me, the COVID thing, the quarantine. I've been quarantining for a few years. It's beautiful, <laughs> and I mean, there's basketball out at noon sometimes, I and know. then you got a ball game on it too, and then you got a game now on a Tuesday. You might have one on a Thursday morning. Right. I mean, it's beautiful. It makes quarantine a little bit easier. Oh, quarantine. It's hey, Listen, for a guy like me, like I said, I hate to be 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. Get a little bit up there right now. You're happy to have a sandwich and a TV. That's, That's it. it. There you go. Come on. Well, one game that will happen Sunday is Eagles at Steelers. We're going to carry that game on our air, actually, Sunday afternoon here on ESPN 1000. So you can listen to that if you're out running around with the fam and doing stuff on Sunday. Uh, Eagles-Steelers. The Steelers, of course, with a, a layoff that they weren't anticipating having their game last week postponed they're laying seven at home the total's been the big move here it's down to 44 after opening at 47 and a half um interesting here Carson Wentz has been sacked on eight percent of his dropbacks only nine teams in the NFL have seen their quarterback sack more often and no team in the NFL blitzes more often or pressures the quarterback more often than the Steelers uh the steel the Eagles with that line and some of the troubles they've had could be in trouble in the Steel City this weekend, Mike. Yeah, I think, though, you know, one of the deals is I think it's going to be a home dog type of day in the National Football League, and Philadelphia is not a home dog. No. If they were maybe getting seven at home or maybe three or maybe four. Now, Pittsburgh, people keep shrugging, going, okay, Big Ben, they keep changing people. There's no Antonio Brown anymore. You got the running back Connor, you know, different type of personalities. They had one consistent, Big Ben. That's been the guy when he's healthy. That being said, I would probably lean Philadelphia getting the points at Philly. I think I would, too, because at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I think I would, too. It's only the fourth time they're a dog this big under Doug Peterson. They're 2-1 outright in the previous three. Philly's also 6-2 against the number in its last eight as a road dog. And if anything, they've got to feel good about themselves, even with their 1-2-1 record, because they're in first place in that crummy division. I mean, think about that. That's how bad. I still think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. I do, too. I do, too. If the Bears said tomorrow we're going to get Wentz, I think the city would rejoice regardless of some of the trials and tribulations and the uh, thunder being stolen by our very own Nick Foles. Big uh, double-digit favorite here at home. The Ravens laying 13 at home against the Bengals. Um, you know, rookie quarterbacks against the Ravens' defense. Ugh. That usually doesn't end well for uh, the rookie quarterback. I got a question. If Burroughs is on the come, like everybody's thinking, yeah. why are they getting two touchdowns? Yeah, because, I know. You know, that's the thing you got to worry about here, folks. And what's with that Baltimore offense right now, Mike? It is nothing like last year's. It's just not been as dominant, not as succinct as last year's. It does seem, believe it or not, it seems like a big number delay. I got to be honest, Lamar Jackson, and I'm not trying to be funny, I think Foles and Trubisky could talk to him and help him with his accuracy. That's how that's how bad he's been as far as throwing the So football. far this year. I mean, it seemed yeah. like he figured it out yeah, last well, year, but it has not been good this year. No, his accuracy's been off uh, once again. And like I've told you and Yerk, uh, like I told you guys this morning, it's that the now we're into, and the reason I won last week and this, I'm going to stick to my guns on this. I'm going to. I, I told Carmen I'm not getting off my system mm-hmm. because last week was basically would have been the fourth week of preseason where the starters wouldn't have played anyway. Right. And isn't it amazing? 
that some of the dogs kept close last week yeah. after having two, three, four weeks under their belt where they could at least be in the football game. So I think that's going to happen with Philadelphia. Here's something crazy for you. Uh, the Texans, I love crazy things. Right, and this is crazy. The Texans are at home against the Jags. The Texans, of course, as we discussed earlier, are 0-4. Now, that might be a little deceiving because no team in the league has faced a more difficult schedule so far to start the year. Uh, they are yeah, but laying. without DeAndre Hopkins, man. O'Brien oh, deserved to be fired for yes, that. Yes, he did, and he got fired, obviously, this week. He thought he, was, he wasn't going to take any nonsense, and he's going to play George Hallis and Curly Lambeau and be in charge and get rid of one of the... And he gets David Johnson, and they still can't run the ball. I mean, they've been David dreadful Johnson running the ball. David Johnson can't turn a corner, though, no, at, at the speed that other guys can. That's that, You need another running back type of guy that can be a speed back. I watched that game. I, I, he knew he was curtains. He knew it, and it's because of DeAndre Hopkins. Where would the 49ers have been if Jerry Rice got traded? Where would I mean, seriously, that's the type of receiver this guy was, and you take him away from a talented quarterback like they have. And uh, even with that 0-4 record, they're laying five and a half points. I mean, only in this NFL, right? I mean, the Texans, I don't know, at 0-4, it's like, can you really be laying five and a half to anybody? They've been so bad at running the football. You wonder if they could run it if they have to to even kill the clock if they get a lead. They're the only team in the NFL, the Houston Texans, without a takeaway. Who are and the they're playmakers? laying five and a half points. Who are the playmakers on, te- on the Texans now? And on top of that, look, you can give me J.J. Watts' stats all you want. I'm trading them after this year if they don't make the playoffs. I don't know if you can. Well, I mean, you know, he's a hell of a player, but you could get something in return for him, can't you? I, I mean, know. the guy's a dominant defense. He had a, bit, uh, a pretty good game last week, but, I mean, what are you going to do with, okay, you got a dominant defensive tackle, but if you can't score, you know, he, that's not the type of position you need. It really isn't. You need running backs, linebackers. I mean, Whitney Merc- what, Merciless is their second-best player yeah. on defense? I mean, come on. Who do you like in that game? Because they're, no, give, that, they're giving a ton. They're give, I mean, to get, I don't. Jacksonville I, getting six and a half, right? Five and a uh, half. Five and a half. If I, if forced to pick a side here, I would take the points. I just don't think you could lay that many points with a team that's owned serious. that has some of the, the trouble that, that the Texans have. I uh, would lead frankly. with you, Carm. I yeah. mean, Jacksonville, okay. But Houston, I mean, they got, they, they need something. They think because they change coaches. That ought, how many times have we seen this? Well, sure. they change coaches, things should perk up, and the next thing you know, your pockets are inside out because you bet that guy. Sure, yeah. Cardinals are on the road at the Jets. The Jets are at home getting seven points. Here's oh, one of those home dogs. Mike oh. and I have both been on the wrong side with the Jets so far this Kill year. Me. I wouldn't touch this game, especially now that they're going to Joe Flacco. I don't know how much of an upgrade that actually is. Sam Darnold has an injury. He's been bad. Joe Flacco might be worse. Their okay. offense has just been horrid in the first uh, few weeks. How Adam Gay still has his job is kind of beyond me. Uh, just a quick update. The Jets have been set home because they might have a COVID When did test. this happen? Just moments. I just got Oh, a, my so, goodness so. gracious. It's one of my plays. Oh, my. Well, so much for that. See, that's, what the heart, that's what's happening in this world. Stuff like this at any, at, at any moment. Well, you know what? Maybe that's a break for me. Wow. Because, because the one thing you don't want... You don't really want to take the Jets like I was going to, Mm-mm. but you really don't want to take them be- if they have COVID. Oh, okay? What, they have one guy? What, they have two guys? I don't know. We'll find they, out. They were what? sent home. That's all I know. That's no all I know. Randy wow. Merkin will find the spot reporting. That's why uh, coming. It's a top producer in <laughs> the business. Top producer, veteran newsman Randy Merkin. 
All over yep. it, ladies and All gentlemen. All over it. Oh, my God. Well, Come what on. about the Giants? Are the Giants good to go? Are the Giants going to be playing? Who the hell knows come Sunday? I think the Giants want COVID. R- they might. The yeah. R- rivalry game here. You think there's teammates hoping that other teammates get COVID so they don't have to watch them play quarterback? I, I, it could be the Giants. I'm Gi- just saying. Uh, Jason Garrett goes back to Big D as the offensive coordinator. Oh, you want to talk about a putrid offense. I mean, how about oh. the Giants offense? Uh, it, it's they're averaging fewer than 12 points a game, Mike. They're getting eight and a half points in a rivalry game on the road uh, in Dallas. Believe it or not, the eight and a half might be too much, though, because Dallas's defense can't stop anybody right now. They are a sieve defensively. This ain't on Dak. Dak and the offense doing its job. The defense has been dreadful. And when you're laying over a touchdown, I don't know. I, I, as bad as the Giants have been, I don't uh, know how you lay that many points with a defense that's been as bad as Dallas's. First of all, this teaches everybody a lesson. No man, if he's a rookie, deserves a nickname. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. All right? All right? Uh, the Giants in Dallas, the Giants getting eight and a half, I'd lean Dallas. I would lean Dallas. Tough game to play. Mm. They, it's a tough game to play. I'd lean Dallas if I had to bet it. I, I mean, Dak Prescott has still got to play. He's playing every game for his future. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there's nothing better than a guy that's got talent and heart, and I think he does, who's come from nowhere and who's been doubted, than a guy that's playing for his future. Yeah. And I think that Dallas, if if push comes to shove, I would take Dallas over the Giants. In the college slate this weekend, Mikey, we uh, briefly touched on Notre Dame-Florida State earlier. Notre Dame's laying a big number uh, in this classic rivalry game. Uh, you know, this was so good in the 90s. You got a three-touchdown spread here. Notre Dame's laying 21 yeah. against the Florida State's team that's still struggling to find its way. Did have a win last week, but it came against Jacksonville State. Uh, other than that, just one and two. Mike Norvell's got a lot of work to do, and I think he's figuring that out. He even had to call his guys out for a bad practice this week, and they're getting ready for Notre Dame. ND's won 20 straight in South Bend, by the way. Big number to cover. Not a game I'll be playing, no, but I, I got to feel like it's it's a lay it or, or don't play it game, to be honest. I think Notre Dame is that much better than Florida State right now. It's one that could land right on the number. I mean, you're Yeah, that's at, true. It could land right on the number plus 21, minus 21. It doesn't matter. I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole. I mean, I'm serious. Notre Dame, uh, I think, will win the game, but whether it covers or not, uh, I mean, I had it graded right down the middle. Yeah. Huge total in the uh, Texas-Oklahoma game, as you could uh, imagine. You know, what Mike always says about uh, defense or lack thereof in the Big 12, especially with oh. Oklahoma. They God. blew, uh, what, they blew it about an 11-point lead and lost outright at Iowa City, uh, at yeah. Iowa State, excuse me, last week. They are laying two and a half in the rivalry game. The total is 72 and a half. Big total for the game in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. How pathetic. I said it last week. These defensive coordinators, they shouldn't even be, be given, uh, they should not get paid a whole lot of money. They don't do a whole lot of anything. I mean, uh, uh, other leagues adjust to spread offenses and stuff like that. It's just not stressed. It's it's scary. I think Oklahoma is an overrated team this year. I do. And they're laying two points. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if anything, you take the points in this one. Don't go by the name anymore. Yeah, and Tom Herman getting points has always been a uh, a moneymaker. Yeah, but how, how, how do you think he's fared out there? Uh, not great. I not mean, great. I, not great. You're not right. From what we heard, he was going to be. No, you thought he'd come in and totally save Texas. Yep. They've been yep. okay. They've been good, but not. I, I don't think what people in Texas sort of expect. You know, they expect national championships every year, or, in, or the or the playoff every year. You know, and that just hasn't been the case yet. That's been a while. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, Vince Young ain't walking through no, that door. Mac Earl Brown, Campbell, that's right. Earl Campbell's not walking through that door. No, Mongo's I mean, not walking through that no, door. No Mac way. Brown's not walking through that door. Are you kidding me? When we come back, we got our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy, he's got some ponies. Uh, we've got the NBA Finals tonight, and Mike and I give you our best plays. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple, it's Mike North and Carmen DeFelco. We're presented by PropSwap, and it is that time in the show where we talk to our guy from Hawthorne Racecourse, the galloping gent. I think uh, he's pretty good at this handicapping thing because he gave oh, yeah. out another winner last week. Jimmy! He's the one and only Jim Miller. What's Jimmy! up, Jimmy? What's up, boys? I'll tell you, it was a uh, interesting preakness. We talked about Swiss Skydiver a few weeks ago. Yes. And then this was the horse that pulls the 11 to 1 upset in the Preakness. So I'll be curious to see what happens with the Breeders' Cup a month away. But what a great race. The horse, the horse ran so well. And she's going to probably end up in the distaff on Breeders' Cup Day. So it'll be a really good weekend coming up in a few weeks. Nice. And uh, how was the first weekend of the thoroughbred meet at Hawthorne? I'll tell you, it was incredible. The weather was good. Yeah. The horse population is good. There's really an appeal to horsemen all across the country to come to Hawthorne now to kind of get a placeholder for when the casino opens up next year, when purses improve, because they want to be in there now. They want to have their place. So we're kind of seeing a little bit of a boost in the betting, a boost in the field size. And we provided some value over the course of opening weekend. And I'm just hoping it uh, carries on. I'm hoping Mother Nature is nice to us, too, and we can stay on the turf for a while. All right, let's talk. And I got one question for you, Jimmy, and it's important. It involves all of us in, in, a, in a maybe a distant way. Let's talk about stud fees, okay? okay. Um, the horse that just won at the Preakness, how much does that money go up now? If he doesn't well, win, I mean, not the, if he doesn't win a major race, if a horse doesn't win the Kentucky Derby, if it doesn't win the Preakness or the Belmont, does everything else, I mean, basically, is it a two steps down? You got to win one well, of those races to make the big money. Yeah, and I'll tell you, the big money is kind of what it goes for. People talk about wanting that black type for horses. So you want a grade one win, a grade two win, a grade three win. And breeding's really where it's come from. And here's the horse that you guys can relate with, American Pharaoh. This is a horse yeah. that ran great very recently, was a triple crown winner. And now all of a sudden, it's American Pharaoh babies coming left and right. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the thing that you're really seeing. You saw Secretariat babies forever. Now you're seeing American Pharaoh babies coming on forever. Yeah. And that's going to be the thing. Where the value is going to come is with the filly, though. Swiss Skydiver, she's the one that can only produce one foal a year. She's the one that just pulled off the upset in the Preakness. So her value is going to be huge because you're probably only going to get, say, maybe 10, 12 babies if you're lucky Mm -hmm. through her entire breeding career. So I'll bet you she races through the end of this year probably retires, and someone's going to get a handsome amount of money for her. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, I mean, Secretariat. What kind of father really was he? I mean, could he keep track of all the horses? Did he visit them? Are the, do horses want to see their kids after they, they're let go? I have no idea. 
He peeks out of his stall. I'm sure he saw someone running in the field that he was responsible for. He goes, that's my kid. Father Boise, I love it. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, what do we like for this weekend? Give us another winner. All right, if we get winners this weekend, we're making a lot of money because we're going with prices all across the board. So bet all of these across the board. We're going to start out at Keeneland, race number nine on Saturday. This is a grade one race. We're looking at the eight horse. The horse is named California Kook, 12 to one in the morning line. This is a horse that finished fourth against the boys in a start in the Del Mar Derby. Faces the girls in this race. You don't see her early on. She's going to sit back early. She'll come flying late, but bet her across the board. Then go over to Hawthorne on Saturday. Race one, the number seven horse, no passing zone. This one, 10 to one in the morning line. This is only the second start at this level for this horse. Ran its best race at this level two starts back and again should run very well. And then race number nine, the six horse, a valiant lady, nine to two in the morning line. And this is a horse for the course. Six of nine on the board at Hawthorne. Loves the move back to this track, and I think Valiant Lady will run very well, too. Keeneland tomorrow, the ninth race, the eight horse across the board, and then a pair of races at Hawthorne. The first race, the seven horse across the board, and the ninth race, the six horse across the board. Correct? That's right. Let's make some money, boys. All right, Jimmy. Good work. We'll talk to you next week. Jimmy! All right, guys. Take care. There he is, Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Uh, when we're done here at 8 o'clock, Mike, we've got game five of the NBA Finals. Could be... Uh, the, the capper here for LeBron and AD tonight. Miami has just been a cover machine in the playoffs, though, and they're an underdog again. Miami is 15-4 and four against the number in the playoffs. They've been a dog forever. The Heat have been a dog in 10 straight games. They've been favored only once since the conference semis began, and that was game five against Milwaukee when Giannis was out. So Miami's been a dog in 14 of its last 15 going in tonight. And they're ten and four against the number in those fourteen games as a dog. I won't be playing it. I think the Lakers win uh, and hoist uh, the Larry O'Brien Trophy tonight. But I'm not going to step in front of the Miami Heat, who have shown a lot of grit and a lot of moxie in these playoffs. Yeah, I've, I, I already said I like the Lakers. I mean, from the very beginning of the season, I found it interesting that Adam Silver is now saying next year that they're not going to have any type of social messaging. They're going to talk to the players. They don't want anything on jerseys. Well, because sixty, the, the, the ratings are 60% down. And I heard a guy today, a columnist, his name's Page, not, not Clarence Page. Or <laughs> Jay, I believe it's Jason Page. I heard him this morning say that it was the matchup that is causing the ratings. And I said to myself, how lost can this man be? It's a lot of things, including the matchup. But I think Jimmy Butler in the heat against LeBron and Anthony Davis isn't a bad attraction. I don't think. I don't think if it was Toronto and the Lakers or yeah. Boston and the Lakers, it would have made that much of a you difference know, in the ratings. Probably not. Maybe Boston just because the whole Laker Boston <laughs> thing. But I don't. Yeah. I don't totally disagree with you, Mike. Yeah. I mean, you still have the Miami Heat. You still have Pat Riley in his affiliation yeah. with that franchise, Jimmy Butler, and. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that. I mean, what Milwaukee's going to Milwaukee's going to move the meter for the NBA? I mean, come what, on. the commissioner just said, "Look, we got to change some things next year. It's not working. Our lot of, chunk of our fan base is leaving. They know, so it's not all this matchup crap. It's been a pretty good series, but LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I thought the Lakers were what dead two years ago." Three years ago. Yeah. LeBron did change him. There's no yeah, doubt about absolutely. it. But don't start the LeBron Jordan stuff again. It's nonsensical. If you're still trying to sell it, it's not working. All right, Mikey, let's do some best plays after a great week last week. What do we like? 
Well, you know what? After a great week last week, I'm praying for another great week because I'd like to get some sleep. Okay. Why don't you start off, okay. my friend? You're at 4-4 four and four right now. I'm at 4-11. and 11. I was at 1-10, folks. And I lost my first game last week with the Cardinals and came back with three straight. So I'm a streak player. Carm? All right. Uh, each of the last two weeks, you and I have been on the Minnesota Vikings. I had them two mm-hmm. weeks ago as a dog. You had them last right. week. I'm going to go back to the well with the Vikings getting a touchdown on the road in Seattle. Minnie has covered the last two as a dog. They're 23-16 and 16 against the number as a dog under Zimmer. And when they get a touchdown or more, like they're going to be getting on Sunday, they actually cover 62.5% of the time. It's a lot of points to cover with a defense that struggled like Seattle's has. Their pressure rate is in the bottom third of the league. Uh, their third worst in third down percentage. And Jamal Adams is going to miss the game again. There are no fans in those stands like there normally would be that raucous crowd in Seattle. As great as Russell Wilson is and as great as that offense is, I think it's a lot to ask. So I'm going to back the Vikings again this weekend as a touchdown underdog. Yeah, the Vikings have been good. Look, I'm staying with, I know the Jets uh, it hasn't been rescheduled yet. I'm staying with the Jets plus seven. That's what the system gave me. The New York Jets are playing Arizona. Arizona coming to New York. Uh, New York just looks horrible. I don't believe they've covered yet. I think the fewest amount of points they've lost by is like 10. I'm terrified to take them. Uh, But they're going to have a different quarterback. And he's been the cause of their problems, Darnold. Believe me, folks, Trubisky looks like Bobby Lane compared to this guy. I am not kidding you. This guy is not going to make it. I don't care if it's only his – somebody said, well, it's only his second year. I'm sorry. I wouldn't trade Trubisky for for four Sam Darnolds. I'm taking Joe Flacco plus the seven. Hopefully the game will be rescheduled shortly. Yeah, and I've got another dog in college that I like. It's a good matchup in the ACC between Vatek and North Carolina. This is strength on strength here. The Hokies uh, have been dominant running the ball in uh, Carolina. North Carolina's run defense has been outstanding, but this will be a, a, a probably the best test they've faced so far. And Vatek is finally back to full strength. They had a bunch of COVID slash quarantine guys the last couple of weeks. They had a bunch of guys in and out of the lineup. It'll be getting its starting quarterback back. And listen to this stat. Vatek 7-1 and one straight up in oh. Chapel Hill since 2004. They've played well there. They're getting five. I'll take the Hokies this weekend. All right. And I got two left, and it's all in the same game. Okay. And uh, basically, uh, I, I, I talked about it on the uh, uh, Carmen and Yurko show last week. I was 2-1 and one with them. I'm taking after Kansas State. Didn't they have a big win last week? Yes, they did. They're going on the road, ladies and gentlemen, to TCU, Texas Christian University. TCU had a big win last week, too. Yeah, they're 1-1, one and one, but Kansas State's 2-1. and one, And the last thing people remember is Kansas State, you know. Uh, and you're right, TCU did have a big win, but they're giving 8.5 points. I mean, excuse me, 8 points to uh, Kansas State. I'm taking TCU minus the 8, and I also took... The money line, and believe me, folks, if you take plus three hundred on the money line, I don't, t- I don't take three wins. You, if you want to play the money line, I'm going to. It's minus three hundred. I'll take TCU on the money line, three hundred to bet a hundred, or seventy five dollars to win twenty five. So, Carm, I got TCU both with the points and with the money line, and I have the New York Jets. Sounds good, Mikey. Uh, we thank our great producers, Randy Merck and Sean Randy. Davis. Job Sean well A. done. Thanks to Luke Pergandy. And Jim Miller. And uh, everybody enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Uh, Baseball playoffs, all kinds of fun stuff. Mike and I will be back with everybody next Friday night. Happy wagering. Mike, have a great weekend, buddy. You too, buddy. So long, everybody. See you guys. We'll be back next week on The Odds Couple. 
This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.